Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris. Boy, detective. How are you, friend? Doing okay. I'm enjoying this drizzly weather we have outside. Yeah. I had a plastic baggie filled with blackberries in the car. I ate them on the way here. I'm sorry, a plastic baggie filled with blackberries? A sandwich baggie. All right, I see what you're saying. What's blowing you, your mind about that? You transfer them to a new, you purchase yeah, them in, in a, a clamshell. Yeah. Yeah. And then you transfer them to a baggie. Yeah, I'm not about to bring that whole that whole package. I say just bring it. Live that life. Yeah, but then if I, listen, I'm not about to eat a whole deal of blackberries in the car. You called it a clamshell. I've never, I guess I don't even know what that little plastic package That's is called. That's a clamshell. Clamshell. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I'll call it that from now on. So, if I eat an entire clamshell of blackberries in the car, I'm going to have some weird poops. <laughs> right. So. What if it's one of those half clamshells? Uh, the shallow the ones toe that are in the line. designed wait, to look like you're is, getting. Our guest is gesturing. <laughs> I would like her to weigh in on my bowels. <laughs> Should we introduce them now? Yeah. And then talk about this issue. Our guest, a uh, beloved stand-up comic. She's a podcaster. According to her sweatshirt, she must work on the Late Late Show. Mm-hmm. That was our Christmas present. A <laughs> uh, longtime friend of ours, Eliza Skinner. Yay, me! Hi, Eliza. Hi, Jesse. I want to ask you real quick mm. about Christmas presents. Uh huh. I, I own MaximumFun.org. Sure. And Look I love at you. it. And Touch I love you. it. <laughs> I love it when people. Go to MaxFunStore.com and grab all the latest MaximumFun.org merchandise. Sure, yeah. If there's something up there, grab it. I'm not sure I would feel comfortable wearing MaximumFun.org merchandise. What if you... Well, see, you're a very particular case. You got a lot of thoughts on what you wear. I'm a bit persnickety. So, but I will say, if, say, you were at your office... And it was a regular day, but then it became a dreary day where it was rainy and cold... You may put on a maximum fun thingamadoo. Truth be told. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I'm going to drop some real talk right now. Okay. So hashtag it, Twitter users. Mm-hmm. In my desk drawer. Okay. I don't have a hooded. I don't have a. There's a handsome hooded sweatshirt. Thank incidentally. you. Thanks. Looks like a pretty. It looks like a pretty soft and beefy one. It, That's yeah, a quality yeah, product. It's soft. I mean, you know, it'll be destroyed once I wash it once. Mm-hmm. These hoodies. Yeah. <laughs> Once that raccoon gets a hold of it. Oh, well, that's why I shouldn't send my laundry out to raccoons. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Hoodies and gremlins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't yep. get them wet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, in my desk drawer right now, mm-hmm. I have a Columbia brand polar fleece mm. that was a promotional gift from the television program Portlandia. There you go. It's got a little bird on it. There you go. You know, and I think that's the <clears throat> that's the ideal crew gift or piece of swag is something that, you know, like, I mean, certainly you're not going to wear your swag, you know, somewhere of consequence. Well, do you want to see, do you want to, do you want me to make it a lot worse? Oh, boy. She's uh, unzipping. This is going to be personal for you, uh, uh, Jordan. Oh boy. Eliza Skinner, it's getting better, not worse. Oh, She's shit. wearing At her at midnight, midnight crew <laughs> gift. 
Wow, you I am double moving. swag. I am, and actually, this morning <clears throat> when I was getting dressed, I'm moving, so I'm packing all this stuff mm-hmm. up. Um, so I, I'm like, oh, what t-shirts have I not packed? And I did consider a maximum fun tee, but I was like, come on now, that's too on the nose. Yeah, and I didn't even think nose. about the fact that you work here yeah. when I put this on, and I was like, oof, still on the nose. You know, I will say my my the great shame of my life. <laughs> Uh-huh. One of my top five shames. <laughs> Amongst your many shames. Amongst my many shames, a, an impressive bloom in my garden of shame <laughs> is that for— What a beautiful way to think of it. For, yeah, right, yes. It's the a, secret is to prune the lesser shames. Well, yeah, and you got to talk to the shames, too. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. living things. Yeah. Shame loves Pinch music. Them. Classical yeah. music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Classical music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yes, my, my, my most impressive shame blossom is that for a couple years— in my underwear rotation was a pair of underwear that was branded from the movie Walk Hard. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That was at the height of my rotating swag into my yeah to, to my actual wardrobe. That's well, when... one of those things that when you realize you are allowed to throw it out, you mm-hmm. it's like a door opened in your mind that you yeah. didn't know you had that room. For a time, Jordan, when you were working mm-hmm. on Fuel TV, you were doing a lot of work at Film Junkets, mm-hmm. and I feel like it was sort of like in the Pee Wee Herman holiday special where he's building an addition to his house out of the fruitcakes that he gets as gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, where those beefcake gay guys that are almost naked are building an additional <laughs> house, an addition to his house out of the. I think that uh, you are in could have been in a similar position with the sheer volume of free crap that you were getting from yeah. the premiere of Surfs Up Two. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Definitely not in addition to my house, but I certainly could have made a tent or nest. Right. Well, and especially when you're starting out, you feel like you gotta take that stuff. Yeah. Like exactly. I, I mean, there's a key ring. I got. I got it. What am I gonna buy a key ring? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not made of money. Yeah, and I think yeah. when you get your first couple of showbiz jobs, you know, almost inevitably, unless you were like a finance guy who quit or whatever, you went from being very poor to be, be being you know paid an amount of money. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like definitely those first couple accesses to swag you get are. Yeah, you behave like a vulture. On top of a paycheck, I get a free travel mug? Okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit like in the Werner Herzog movie, Little Dieter Needs to Fly. Oh, sure. That's what we were all thinking. Where <laughs> little, where Dieter has uh, you know, spent, his, spent a year in his 20s having been a prisoner of war in Laos, being starved to death, and even in his adulthood living in a beautiful home on Mount Tamalpais, mm-hmm. Uh, he lifts up his floor and shows the 600 pounds of food that he needs to have there in order to mm-hmm. sleep at night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Only know, with, you know, T-shirts for surfs up too. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I, I do think that swag has gotten more tasteful, mm-hmm. um, you know, in recent years. Uh, you know, I think if you, did, if you weren't looking real close to that logo, you would think that That's was it. just a, yeah. a, a, cool, a cool Fairfax boutique called Late Late. Yeah. Yeah, and it doesn't have, like, Corden's face on it anywhere. <laughs> right, yeah. God, I hate looking at his fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Though I do have That's a... That's what you meant, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it would have been on my the, my back. I do yeah. have a... This morning, I was wearing an Adam Ruins Everything sweatshirt with a picture of him on my back. Yeah, I really got a lot of this stuff. <laughs> I should prune. <laughs> I should really just roll it back. I feel like one of my most important movies living in... One of my most important moments living mm-hmm. in Los Angeles was being in a Goodwill, mm-hmm. finding a promotional baseball cap for Andy Richter Controls the Universe, Ooh. 
and then deciding not to buy it. Wow. Because that I didn't very need adult. it. I don't need it. I love Andy Richter. I love mm-hmm. Andy Richter controls the universe, but I don't need an Andy Richter controls the universe hat. No. No, it's true. As I said, I'm moving, and so I'm really trying to like prune and may- have it be an opportunity to just get rid of a whole bunch of yeah. stuff. Is the move because of anything? Are you no? Which is awful. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, a horrible prison like... I've trapped myself in. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, hmm, I should do one of the worst things for exactly. no good reason. That's what I did. Oh, is your is your new place nicer? Yeah, it, my new place is nicer, and I, I've disliked my apartment for a long time. Okay, like, it's one of those places where the windows look out onto. Into other people's apartments, <laughs> right? Yeah. And a or a parking lot full of like angry birds, hmm. um, and not the game, actual birds. That oh are man, very angry with each other. I was yeah. going to ask if I could come over before you moved. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some pigs around. Yeah. Seriously, uh, I'm addicted. <laughs> okay, you in America? I am addicted. Uh, when's the next movie coming out? Uh, um, not soon enough. Uh, Have you guys checked out Tetris? What? <laughs> Tell me about it. I've never heard of it. I Is know. it like Bejeweled? You know, Eliza, you don't want to get involved in this mess. It promotes communism. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah. Well, it's a dark time for that. But moving is a time – moving is a time to condo. Moving is when you lift the items and decide whether they give yes. you joy. Yes, that's what I've been doing. But also, and once you start, once you start like rolling with that, you don't even need to do it. In some cases, you like open up a drawer and you're like, "Oh, this is all garbage. This is all. Why have I kept this underwear so long? It's basically not even underwear anymore. It's like well, waistbands to and leg your holes. fond memories of the movie Walk Hard. <laughs> yeah, I think is... Exactly. It's like one sock <laughs> with a hole in it. it I'm never going to find the other sock or sew this up. Just get rid of these socks. Yeah, but if you take that, if you pull that sock out of that drawer, you'll think, remember those two parts of Walk Hard that were funny? (laughs) They were really funny parts. Then they'll be bringing me joy and I'll have to keep it. Yeah. (sighs) It's all hard. This one sock out of two will remind me of the four minutes out of 90 that were funny in Walk Hard. (laughs) Oh, God. That was John C. Riley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when he was a good actor? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, He he definitely went from prestige guy to Will Ferrell's buddy yeah. in very fast. But you know what? If you had the chance to be Will Ferrell's buddy... Yes! I know! In a second! And also, he's great at it. Totally. Like, to he's his very credit, good at being Will Ferrell's buddy. He's good buddy. at both. I yeah. recommended him... Somebody was looking yeah. for uh, recommendations of, like, tough actors the other day, and I was like, I came, did a long list, and then I was like... Or maybe John C. Riley, and they were like, "What?" And I was like, "No, no, no! Remember, remember? Yeah, he, he he's did, a great actor. Yeah, he did um, a True West yeah. off Broadway with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah, and not an entirely serious movie, but he was uh, very good in The Lobster this sure. year. That was a little bit more, you know, oh, t- a little closer to Boogie Nights than it is to Step Brothers. Sure, did like that movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I watched that on a plane, and I watched the whole movie, and then realized the plane hadn't taken off yet. <laughs> We were. Did the movie do that? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, uh, yeah. Colin Farrell uh-huh. manifested. In, yes, it. Yeah. looked into the down the barrel of the camera and says, "Jordan, see if the plane's taken off yet." <laughs> what well, we should explain that the Lobster is a movie that takes place in an alternate reality where mm-hmm. when you die, you come back as an animal, and planes can't take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. So everybody was very mad that I chose that movie. Yeah, I bet they're probably like. Pfft. You know, you could have watched Moana. That wouldn't have happened. It's Moana. That's what it would have been. <laughs> that's Thank how God you caught yourself. That's how white moms say Moana. Moana. Oh, you know, Juliet loves Moana. She loves the Moana. Have you taken your kids? My, uh, I, I've probably said this on the podcast before, but my one of my best friends growing up, uh, his mom called it Nintendo. Uh... You guys gonna go play Nintendo? <laughs> <laughs> and that's we were. <laughs> 
with the power glove. Did you get the power glove? No. Uh, Did you get the little, the little square where you walked around on it? What was that a power? Oh, power, power pad. pad. Power yeah. pad. I didn't have any power accessories. I did have Rob the Video Robot. That Ooh, was the little bit of that's, Nintendo. That, that's like obscure. Yeah, yeah. Not many people have that. Well, it, it was, was very indeed. bad. He was known for his dangerous heat. Yes. And play is <laughs> creating hot spinning metal discs <laughs> that help you play Gyromite worse. Mm. Uh, I remember thinking I was so good at Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. Like going to my friends' houses and playing Duck Hunt and being like, oh my God, I am gifted. <laughs> I'm like remarkably good at this game. <laughs> Maybe I should become a killer. Yeah. <laughs> and then realizing just it's just a very simple game. <laughs> you know, that's when I realized that uh, I was funny is when that dog laughed at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, maybe this is part of who I am. <laughs> Can I talk about my strategy transferring the blackberries from the clamshell? Oh, Sounds weird. I wanted yeah. to say, Please. you said you put them in a sandwich baggie. I'm going to say, as soon as you put those blackberries on it, that's a blackberry baggie. That's not a sandwich baggie no, at all. you're right. I just wanted to be descriptive about what size baggie I was using because right. I didn't want anyone to get confused. Okay. Is it still a blackberry baggie if it has little green marijuana leaves printed on it? Well, it depends. Are there blackberries in it? Yeah. That's a nug sack. <laughs> yeah. 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 I don't know. And those nugs are dank. Yeah, they are, they are really dank. <laughs> were they dank berries? Yeah, these were uh, these were medium black. I really like blackberries. If I'm snacking on a berry, uh, hard to beat black. Really? I've never <laughs> gone back. <laughs> they do say the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Yeah, I think, yes. Jordan, now, I think this is interesting mm-hmm. because I think that blackberries... Thick, shaved blackberries. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you wander... If you're wandering... If you're wandering in the countryside... Mm-hmm. If you're wandering in the countryside... Pulling... F- <laughs> pulling fat, pulling juicy, fat bee juicy bee berries. <laughs> from spiny from bushes. spiny bushes. <laughs> A tumbleweed... <laughs> Then I'm 100% with you. That's Walk the be- hard. That's the, best, <laughs> that's the best berry there is. Delete scene from I think hard. it's probably even better than a strawberry, your classic best berry, okay? Mm-hmm. Wow. But I don't think that there are many other grocery store fruit items that have a wider variance in quality than a blackberry. A like blackberry a, an is... Out, mm-hmm. A not quite fresh blackberry is garbage. Mm. And like two hours after it's ripe... It's it's also garbage. Yes. Very small window. But isn't that kind of the delicate beauty of life? Mm. Well, Jordan likes to ride the I like them. I like them for the snacking, but also the metaphor. <laughs> I also like to think about how they, fragile this all is. They have the worst seeds, though. I mean, you don't notice strawberry seeds, raspberry seeds. Who who knows? Blackberry seeds, though. That's a real fuck you. This is. A, I mean, I realize this is maybe something a little bit gross about me, but I love the sensation of getting something out of the tooth that's stuck there. <laughs> I mean, I it like that you me... like it because it's something we all go through, and you've embraced it. Yeah, when yeah. you can really get that seed out, if you've been nom nomming on it all day, man, if you can figure out how to love getting mm-hmm. seeds out of your teeth, mm-hmm. you're figuring out life. I lead a simple life. <laughs> no, I mean you've you, you've jujitsued the negative energy of the world. That mm-hmm. was actually an entire Deepak Chopra book, <laughs> was it? Well, it just you just opened it. Up. It was 250 pages long. They're all blank except the last one, which says. Enjoy getting those seeds out of yeah. your teeth. Yeah. That's why all my meals are uh, blackberries and pulled pork. <laughs> so I can spend the whole next day. Oh, yeah, really working, working that meal for days. Yeah, so yeah. why are you transfer- you're transferring them into the bag for road use? Yeah, for road use. Because I'm not going to eat the whole clamshell. Yeah, I think that. I, I understand that. But you know about those half clamshells, right? Yeah, I don't. I think even. I have, now, I have eaten a, whole, a half clamshell of blackberries before because, as I've mentioned before, 
Yeah. I love him. Sure. Uh, and I feel like even that creates a urgent, loose poop that I'm not nuts about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All those 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 seeds. Yeah. Man, I went crazy on some figs one night, and I was oh, like, there's boy. never going to be yeah. a downside on this. They were fresh figs. Sure. I was like, I can't stop myself. This is only going to be good for me. The next day was a nightmare. Yeah. That's what happens when you go fig wild. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did. I was like a fig and shit. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, is if you have children, mm-hmm. which I, I imagine one day you may have children, Jordan, you'd be a wonderful father. Sure. I could have lazy sperm. I don't know. Yeah. I to say. <laughs> Does that yeah. mean you'd have lazy children? <laughs> yes, exactly. Lazy sperm just as a, yeah. If you one I day have I can't get my children. sperm to get a job. <laughs> Still living in your basement. Typical millennial sperm. Ugh. You'll learn that you face, you come to this crossroads, which is... Always on the Snapchat. You're going to be taking out there care of the sperm for, for job, years. I know. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> sperm won a participation trophy over here. <laughs> yeah, geez. Um, when you come to this crossroads in your life, basically, where your children won't eat anything, mm-hmm. and so your choices are either to cook two entire sets of food or just give up and eat the thing that your children are eating. Now, usually the thing that your children are eating is boxed macaroni and cheese, which is not my favorite. I mean, it's you know, it's salt butter. It's not the worst thing to eat sure. in the world taste-wise, but I'd rather not eat that. But the one thing that my kids will eat is berries. And so berries are expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not always in season. Mm-hmm. Um there's all kind of problems with the only food my children eating being berries, but they are also like a natural food that is moderately healthy. And so I have just decided I, my, my wife and I have full permission to buy as many berries as we need to, to get through the week. Like if our children just want to eat some berries, they can just eat some berries. And part of that is giving myself permission to just eat some berries <laughs> And if we run out of berries, just go buy some more berries. Buy the case. Mm-hmm. So many sure. berries in my house. It's the same thing as realizing you can just throw away those rock those yeah. rock hard walk hard underpants. But <laughs> sure. also, if they're rock hard underpants, throw those away too. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and we haven't even touched on blueberries. That's also a good berry. And it, it, people don't. It doesn't. No one goes crazy about it. No one's like, "Ooh, blueberry." Well, they but are superfood. They're amazing. They're superfood. They're tasty. Unless they're mushy. That's I think, true. I think blueberries, you know, regardless of season and ripeness, have the best chance of being good. It's yeah. a reliable berry. It's a reliable berry. That's very fair. We need more reliable berries in this confusing world. I know. That's something like a racist relative when he's talking about someone being one of the good ones. <laughs> okay. Hey, they're a real reliable berry <laughs> out there working. <laughs> what about razzle-dazzle berries, as I call them? Those are even more delicate than blackberries. That's a raspberry. They, they. I mean, if you look at a raspberry the wrong way, it's like, ow, oh, I can't. <laughs> it just falls apart. Yeah. 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 I was out of the box for one minute and I'm moldy now. I just, I'm just not confident. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep the mold off me. I had some golden raspberries the other day. That was a treat. Ooh. I'm like, this is a risky purchase. Are those not? Paid off. They're still raspberries? I thought those were... No, a golden raspberry is a raspberry. There's another berry that looks like a golden raspberry. Literally looks like a golden raspberry. It's a little uh, stickier than than a raspberry. There's more sticks in there. You know what I'm talking about, sticks? 
Like where a blackberry has seeds, it's got a little sticks. This sounds like you had a nightmare about berries. Gooseberries? Is it <laughs> oh, gooseberries? Yeah. I think it might be gooseberries. My friend growing up had a tree in her yard that had those on it. And as a chubby child, when you find a play area that's also food, <laughs> you are amazed. Sure. <laughs> so I'd always be like, yeah, let's play in your backyard. We can eat it. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to the ham zoo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the zoo where there's also loose ham around. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in just a second. <laughs> Can I, Jordan, Jesse, go? We got to get to the ham zoo real quick. I'm Hal Lublin. I'm Danielle Radford. I am Michael Eagle. And we are the hosts of Tights and Fights, Maximum Fun's newest podcast dedicated to all things wrestling. We'll be talking about Sasha Banks, the women's revolution, Sasha Banks, the brand split, and Sasha Banks' wigs. And we'll also be talking about wrestler fashion. Some wrestlers wear too many clothes. Some wrestlers don't wear enough clothes at all. And I'll be doing impressions of all your favorite wrestlers. New episodes Thursdays on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, yeah, dig it. Tyson and Fights Podcast. Tyson and Fights. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, the whisper of the wilderness. I would like mm. to take this opportunity to make a public statement. Please. Well, two public statements. Okay. You're pushing it. But... The, the first is <laughs> directed short public statements. towards our president-elect, Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Donald J. Trump. As I understand it, you know, they're putting together his inauguration festivities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so far, all they found who are willing to perform there is a lady from America's Got Talent. She's got quite a career. <clears throat> now, yeah. there was a hot second, and I feel like this got... This got buried, um, <laughs> you know, berries. that we were talking about berries <laughs> earlier in the show. This is fun. Uh, it got it got buried, uh, you know, in the news because of the horrors. Yeah. You know, the horrors. Sure, sure. But there was a hot second where Vince Neal from Poison Motley Crue, Motley Crue, was going to sing at the inauguration. So they Did had, he just decide that? No, so they he 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 got the invitation wow. and then and this was pre-election and then Trump won and they disinvited him. Uh, another campaign promise. I know, right? Exactly. Where's that wall? Where's <laughs> Where's Vince, Vince Neil is on that wall? Acoustic version of girls, girls, girls. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is actually the first dance at his wedding. Aww. Girls, girls, girls. So that's I think really that's nice. a really sweet Trump's it, wedding. A Trump's wedding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, is it Jenna Ivanko? Something Ivanko. I remember because the her last name sounds so much like Ivanka. Um, it, mm. it spooks me. But anyways, I think that was a not remarked upon enough funny thing that was happening for a while. Anyway, sorry. So who is it? It's somebody from it's so, America's. So far, it's somebody from Ivanka. America's yeah. Got Talent. Mm-hmm. Ivanka. She's got three PBS specials. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. She has a real high pitched voice. So she's like a female Mark Russell. Then. <laughs> sure. Yeah. She she came in second on America's Got Talent, which you know, is what? like, I guess it's sort of like if you came in second in like the popular vote of a country. <laughs> they st- they still need uh, somebody to sing the national anthem, but I heard they're really close to getting Terry Fator. Oh boy! Celebrity yeah. <laughs> ventriloquist. Ooh. Las Vegas ventriloquist. If they can't yeah. get him, I've heard they're gonna get Peanut, but not Jeff Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be just peanuts. 
Uh, he's the worst one. Actually, is he the worst one? They're all the worst of ones. The Dunham, yeah, that's a, you know, we're that's... splitting hairs if we're... <laughs> yeah. I who the worst Dunham puppet is. Sorry. You have, a, you have a comment about this. Regular Jordan Jesse Go listeners know mm-hmm. that as an NPR journalist, I have mm-hmm. no political leanings. And so for this reason, I am perfectly qualified to do this because obviously many people in the arts and entertainment lean leftward. Many of those people were offended or bothered by Donald Trump. But of course, I am neutral. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not bothered by Donald Trump. I am willing to perform at the Trump inauguration. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. they should know I will not do patriotic songs. Okay. I will not do inspirational songs. This is what I'm willing to do. A live in concert version of The Music Man. The I don't want to learn no edits. Just well, I would be Harold Hill, so it would just be the Harold Hill songs. Oh, okay. But I'm talking about seventy six trombones. I'm talking about Trouble in River City. I'm talking about Mary and the Librarian, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If Trump wants to bring in some people to sing Ida Rose, that's fine. That's mm-hmm. his call, okay? But I'm doing it like a Les Mis in concert situation. I'm not going to be doing a fully staged production, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll wear some stuff that suggests the costume, okay? Well, I'll change my hat. I'll do a little something, okay? You're a showman. I am nothing if not a showman, Eliza. Yeah. yeah. I'll sell it. Yeah. Okay? But I'm not going to... You know, it's not like a, a throw pennies at my feet and I'll dance thing, okay? This is about me and what I care about. Okay, mm-hmm. and what I care about is having an opportunity to sing the songs from the Music Man to a huge and appreciative crowd. I mean, these people are going to love this. I'm going to be. Do you remember how excited everyone was about Maya Angelou in 1992? Mm-hmm. No. That's going to be me. <laughs> I feel like the only issue with that is with a spectacle like that. With yeah, even if you're making tasteful choices, toning it down, boners. Yeah, it's like it almost distracts from the inauguration because the sexual sure. component. Yeah, and I feel like that's that's something that threatens Mr. Trump sure. a little. Um, were it another president, were yeah. it you know Ford, <laughs> sure, maybe yeah Carter, definitely mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like yeah, they would they would step aside and be like, please, sure, the people have, have des- a deserve bit of my this. spotlight. Yeah. Because it's not just for for me; it's for the American people. Are but, you calling? Are you calling our president elect a diva who can't share the stage? Mm. No, but I, I can. Do you want me to? Uh, our president elect is a diva who can't mm-hmm. share the spotlight or the stage. Eliza. Yeah. I'm not blocking his shine. I'm providing my own. I know that. You know that. Yeah. But people like that don't always know. When that. people hear, pick a little, talk a little. <laughs> Except- Which I won't be singing. Trump will be providing someone to sing that. That's not a Harold Hill song. Yeah, no. This is sung, sung by a group of hen-pecking ladies. <laughs> okay. I feel like by the time this gets on its feet, you're going to be singing that song too. I'm willing to. Okay. Do you think we can sweeten the deal if I'll accompany you and sing the parts of Rent I remember from high school? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great opportunity. Wait, was this from a production in high school? Like, would this be a specific no, from a track? Cast CD. Or this is just from you appreciating? Yeah, yeah. It in so high we school. we went to see we. I had a okay. I had a cast recording, and we went to see it at the because um, that's a very different Orange experience. If you do a show in high school or otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll learn your track, which very often has bizarre harmony parts of songs right. that you are yeah. not singing the lead <clears> in, <throat> and you sound like a, a real weirdo. Wait, then <laughs> I'm not doing what? Hmm? 
that you don't seem to lead in. No, not I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to I was talking to Jordan. Right. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. <laughs> I'll, be singing, I'll probably be singing. If a you're lower gonna write the check, yeah. you want me to sing the lead? No, 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 no. no. I'll okay. probably just be out there by myself going. Five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred men. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. How do you measure measure a year? And then you wait, hold, hold. La. <laughs> love. Uh, uh, love. I would listen to a podcast of this. <laughs> <laughs> Just one part of a of a musical. Yep. Do you want to know on this, Eliza? What can you provide? Um, I know a specific chorus uh, track from Lil Abner. Okay. Yeah. Why it was jubilation tea, jubilation tea pone, unshaven and jubilation tea corn pone. He kept us hiding out. I think it's going to be one hell of an inauguration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've really just basically summarized the whole, you know, proposal, the whole package of policies that's going to make America great exactly. again. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like it, it spells a lot of things out. I don't want to, you know, take Not words out of his it. mouth. No. Yeah, but. You know, it's about reassuring people that, no, this isn't disastrous. The whole world doesn't hate us. You know, they just hate us. They don't hate us. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just, just like a, hey. Like a, like, ah. Like a, hey, oh, I hate them. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. I'm Not like, I hate them. Ooh, Do you think you can get the real little Abner to come? The real one from the newspaper? Yeah. <laughs> probably, <laughs> yeah. Newspaper. Yeah, probably. I mean, Dope. what's he doing these days? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I know that he asked Beetle Bailey, and Beetle Bailey declined. <laughs> and I've, I, I heard that uh, Andy Cap said yes, and then just no one can get in touch with him. Oh wow, it was in a bad oh, way. Oh wow, exhaustion. Yeah, classic yeah, Hollywood sure. dehydration. Yeah. Exhaustion. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Can I tell you what? I heard that they're in, <laughs> no. they're in negotiations with the Lockhorns, but it's a real fight. Oh, God, I bet. <laughs> yeah. It always is. To knock down Drag out. <laughs> uh, what should you have a second pronouncement? Don't remember what it is. Okay. <laughs> been, this whole time that I've been conversing the last five minutes or so, I was like, what, what the fuck was that, was that second announcement? Was it about berries or... Mm. Well, listen, you can think of it. Yeah. I have a question for Eliza. Okay. You mentioned before we started started gabbing on Mike mm-hmm. that you- Who's Mike? Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a nice man. Oh, I'm is, ready to gab about him. <laughs> yeah. I like Mike. Very handsome. Ooh. He's a doctor. Oh, my God. Um, you were saying that you recently did like- Arena comedy shows. Oh yeah. Uh, what? Tell us about why you did it and what that is like. I just wanted to challenge myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you booked. So you booked Shea Stadium. You should know, Jordan, just for context and for our audience as well. You know, Eliza usually likes to perform in more intimate rooms mm. for artistic reasons. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a choice. But you know, she's going through a painful divorce right now, mm-hmm. and she's going to need to play some alimony. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so Ugh. she had to ca- she had to cash a few checks. You know, yeah. and if her artistic credibility is the price to pay so be it it's it's true it's true yeah i was i was opening for louis ck mm-hmm. and he can sell a ticket <laughs> it was we, we i opened for him in vancouver and seattle 
And the Vancouver shows were like almost 6,000 people. Oh, boy. Uh, Seattle was like almost 5,000 one night and then uh, an intimate venue of 2,000. Oh, that's nice. You can really pick everybody out of the crowd. Yeah, exactly. Some specific crowd work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, did I. I learned everyone's name. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It was was really weird. back row, what are you? Some kind of faceless mass? (laughs) (laughs) And then like... It, there, there was like a cloud, like a swarm of bees above them, which was where the laughter would be. It, <laughs> okay. it wasn't like it came from faces or humans, right? Um, so you just had to play to the bees. Got to play to those bumblers. Mm-hmm. Got it. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're making the honey. Am I right? You got it. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah. How much honey are you taking home? You don't got honey unless you got bumblers, baby. Yeah. <laughs> got to put that honey in the pocket. It's gross that way. But... <laughs> sure. Yeah. And the first two shows, they had the camera, and then they put the put you up in the. They had screens with close-ups yeah. for the people who were far away. Mm-hmm. So it was like I was like Beyonce or Joel Osteen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or Beyonce in conversation with Joel Osteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each night I'd be like, I'm going to be like Beyonce and then go out there and be like, that was kind of more like Joel Osteen. Yeah. But that's not that bad. Yeah. Um, I really Dr. Phil that You're the perfect medium between oh the two. Oh, my God, you're, thank you. You sit comfortably in the middle. Thank you. No problem. Because you know what? I think you can do it. No. Uh, I think you can. Uh, and then I do a crazy dance. Yeah. Well, off to Red Lobster, everyone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Hmm. Uh, so did you... Okay, I'm curious. I, I only get to go to jo- Long John Silver's. Oh, well, it sounds like you're not doing something right. Did you, like, do anything special? Like, do you get your hair done to perform for 6,000 people? Night. I got my hair done one night. Because also, uh, I've been lightening my hair. It's lighter now, which is it's harder to deal with, and so, especially mm. on the road. I'm not going to take all my tools and my things and well, my, you had, my I mean, potions and serums. I recently <laughs> saw a picture of you on Facebook in a, like, right now you're wearing a toque. Yeah. Because it's cold outside. Yeah. But I saw you with, like, a full-on television haircut yeah, in a photograph. Yeah. Like, a full... Taylor Swift music video yeah. hairstyle. Yeah, well, that's the thing with this kind of hair. It's got it's that or it's garbage. Right. So I I did one night go and get my hair done, but the, I got a blowout. Ah. But the guy doing it really took his time, and finally by the end, I was like, I gotta go. This has to be done. And he was like, Oh, I'm sorry, and like did it real fast. And, and that's I, and how they do it in Vancouver. And uh, the old Vancouver blowout. Yeah. I go, <laughs> I go I, so dirty. I got a Vancouver wax, and they added pubic hair. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. where they glued pubic hair to my asshole. Yeah, c- Canadians. I just get my hair set once a week. Oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta little sit tiny, under. You gotta sit curlers. under that dryer, but <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And touring with just a bunch of dudes. Uh, no one noticed a thing. <laughs> it made no impact on anyone. What's the what's what's the food backstage like? Ooh, it depends. Mm. Sometimes they have catering, but then there's like a whole. It's a real tour, so there's like a whole staff of people who yeah. come and they like set it up, and they're working there all day. And so then by the time we get there, it's you know it, there there's still some chicken skewers left. Okay, I like a skewer. Yeah, it's a pretty good thing to get from catering. Yeah, but if there was anything like he has an opener who travels with him who's been traveling with him this whole tour, Joe List, very funny dude. Um, and, like, everyone, all, the whole staff of the tour knew that he likes a Coca-Cola with some ice. Mm. And so it was cute to see them fulfill those little oh, diva that's requests. Sh- I like that's show business, baby. <laughs> I, I, I like that his thing is the easiest thing to yeah. get. Well, I mean, we're still comics. Right. It's not like suddenly we're like, oh, where's my duck? <laughs> I told you I need a duck, a boneless, skinless duck with one eye. 6 p.m. one eye duck, 7 p.m. speedball. It's yeah. that simple. That's yeah. how you do comedy. Yeah. yeah. 
are are people are they paying attention and can you tell if they're paying attention? Yes. Sometimes they are, sometimes they are not. Mm-hmm. The like the first the first night, it felt like there were still people getting seated. Sure. And so I was like, uh. <clears throat> But also, that's your job when, as an opener is to get them, entertain them, but also get them paying attention. I mean, when people are buying tickets for Louis, they're not like, hmm, I don't know if I really want to see this. They're like, ah, we can't sure. wait for him. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you're kind of like settling the crowd and being like, this is where you look. Okay, mm-hmm. this is how comedy feels. That You know, you guys shut up and don't say things back. You just make noises. Yeah. So I, you're trying to train I, bet, them. I mean, he is he is at the, you know, crazy popularity level to where like people are probably coming to that who have maybe seen one other comedy show in their life. And yeah. they know him from like viral Conan clips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And his show. Oh, yes, and his television show. The night before I got to Vancouver, he and Joe had gone out and done, like, some little local shows, Mm -hmm. which blew their minds. That, like, got more press, it seemed, than the actual shows. (laughs) People being like, Louis C.K. did surprise shows. In just a bar. Do you think they were? He's probably hanging out with uh, our buddy Graham Clark from Stop Podcasting Yourself. I can't imagine he's not. Probably went and did Ring a Ding Dong Dandy, his I mean, wrestling themed show. Why, why, why wouldn't, wouldn't he? he? Why wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was really fun, and uh, I'd never been to Vancouver or Seattle. Mm. Did lots of sightseeing. I went to an aquarium. I'm not going to tell you which one. Just kidding. It was the Vancouver one. <laughs> oh, fu- I'm so glad you told us because I was on pins and needles. <laughs> well, once we got to Seattle, I was like, oh, my God, another aquarium. Am I going to do it? Am I going to be bad and go to two aquariums? But I wasn't. I was, like, just, oh, yeah. I was like, just one, just one. You know, aquarium is such a I'm out of town and looking for something to do slam dunk. I mean, it just they got like those walls of jellyfish. Oh, walls, walls of jellies, huh? Yeah. Well, let's not even get into that. Let's talk about them seals. My... Uh, oh, come on. The seals. Flipping. <laughs> yep. They're so graceful underwater, so inelegant out of water. Yeah, they come out of the water and they're like, ah. <laughs> they love making that sound. Yeah. Uh... I love videos of seals that sound like men. <laughs> Have you seen these videos? A I've seal seen... will come up and go, Are you asking? Hey. <laughs> Are you asking people to send you videos of seals that sound like men? Listen. I'm not going to kick at it. Wait, specific men? Like famous men? Like, do they sound like George Clooney? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a seal. I love fish. What? Yeah. (laughs) Right, yeah, I guess it wouldn't, it would just be able to make. (laughs) Inconcealable. There it is. Yeah. (laughs) No reason to continue with this bit. (laughs) It's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, listen, if after this podcast comes out, People want to spam my Twitter with <laughs> videos of seals that sound like men. I ain't got to kick them out of bed. You I'll know what? Watch all those vids. <laughs> How about this? Somebody, <clears throat> I'm going to deputize Law Threeper here <laughs> on our Reddit. <laughs> sure. Start a thread on the Reddit about seals that make people that sound like men. But <laughs> let's keep them there and then bother send Jordan links to that thread. Yeah. But I mean, make it clear which men they sound like. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I want. I want a vid. And then the man you think the seal sounds the most like. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about what, 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 what are we looking for? Don Johnson? <laughs> right. Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> right. Randy Johnson. <laughs> All the Johnsons. Yeah. Mariner's Cray, Randy Johnson. <laughs> um, Lyndon B. Mm-hmm. Oh, LBJ. Mm-hmm. LBJS. LBJ seal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
And uh, and then finally, <laughs> Bigfoot the monster truck. I know he's not a man, but right. I would love to. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I like to think of him as a man. Well, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. What do Maria Bamford, Jad Abumrad, Dick Cavett, Phoebe Robinson, Dan Deacon, W. Kamau Bell, Brooke Gladstone, and Andrew W.K. have in common. They've all been speakers and performers at past MaxFunCons. Every MaxFunCon is a murderer's row of amazing stand-up comedians, thoughtful cultural leaders, and skilled artists. And MaxFunCon and MaxFunCon East 2017 will be no different. Visit MaxFunCon.com for dates and more information and to grab your ticket before they're gone. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Eliza Skinner, whisper of the wilderness. I thought of what the second announcement was. Is it about the whisper of the wilderness? Well, (laughs) lately, I, and to a lesser extent Jordan, have occasionally jokingly remarked upon how this podcast is barely functional, how how only a very select group of people listen to it and how it's not worth our time. I want to be clear that when I want to like explicitly say when we say that we love doing this show, it is actually pretty successful, not as successful as successful shows are, mm-hmm. but not unsuccessful. Uh, we love doing it. We don't have any plans to stop doing it. Just a couple people emailed me really worried about it. And I was like, oh, right. Our show is important to some people. And I also got, I also got a few messages. About how you needed to dump this dead weight over here? <laughs> no, it was, uh, they just wanted me to dump them out. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, uh, Usually the people who want you to dump the dead weight direct those messages to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think I, I made a flip remark on last week's show. Uh, implying that Jews that are, killed Jesus. That Jews killed Jesus. And I wanted to say that yeah. they couldn't kill Jesus because they're from space. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> now that that is settled, yeah. uh, that I implied that the audience was made up of a goofy bearded dude. <laughs> and I want to say that there's a lot of lovely beardless ladies out there yeah. who listen to the show. A lot of people who don't identify as either gender. Yeah. Who occupy a... Uh, their own a space. liminal space. There yeah. are people with no beards, <clears throat> no beards, some beards, beards, facial hair, extra beards, James beard, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Van Dykes, yeah, mutton chops. Uh, you got all kinds. So, with my joke, I did not mean to delegitimize our non-bearded dude listeners. No, you guys have a great show with great fans. I mean, it's no Baron Billy stop, but no, it, I well. mean, you guys are great. We're okay. I would love to be that thing you said. Baron yeah. Billy Stop? What's that? Oh, it's the most popular podcast in the world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's these two guys. They've been friends since college. <laughs> just, <laughs> just oh, do I get what you... I, and they... Oh, I man, didn't, it's fun. Yeah. I'm like, Baron Vaughn host No, no, no. No. I don't know. I don't know who that... It's Baron something. But, yeah. He also has an NPR show. Mm, okay. Oh, God, that's, that's the best guests. Um, former Los Angeles Clipper, <laughs> Baron Davis. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure all your listeners know. Hey. They're... They're fun. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So I Speaking just of, I yeah. just wanted to say yeah. we 
fucking love doing Jordan Jesse go. Yes, every time we say that it is a dumb show, we are simply acknowledging how dumb it is. <laughs> uh, but we love doing it. It's like a, it's a, something I look forward to every week. I get to see my friend Jordan, and my Jordan's the funniest guy I know. And then all these funniest people we know get to, like Eliza Skinner, we get to see. And I just, it's a joy every week. So when we're joking about it, we're just being silly and self-deprecating. Sure. Not actually Seth, suggesting we're going to take away your binky. Here in the video, here in the studio. <laughs> oh my God, it's a, it's a Christmas miracle. My, I am my, the real Santa Claus. <laughs> my tumors have gone. All my tumors. Oh, all of them? Yes. There were so many. Falling off my body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I find How in favor do you of measure, Chris <laughs> measure a year. Love. Love. Measure in love. Love. Seasons of love. Love. Hey, guys. Yeah. Lose it with the season's <laughs> bleedings over there, okay? Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Look at Mr. Puntown, USA. Yowza. <laughs> We've got momentous occasions to play. Let's hear them. When something momentous happens to you, our listener, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. Here's our first call. Hi, this is Hillary. And Russ. From San Bernardino, California. We're calling with a momentous occasion. We are at my office Christmas party in Los Angeles, and we were just in the middle of a, a lottery for everybody who attended. When they interrupted the lottery by a uh, group of firefighters saying that there was a code violation for too many people being there, and then they proceeded to do a 30-minute, like, musical number because they weren't firefighters, they were performers, and they did um, uh, Soul Man, they did a whole massacre of Grease, they did, what else did they do? Hot Stuff, they did a bunch of stuff that was just really terrifying for about 30 minutes, including standing up on tables and dancing. We have video proof of this. And then they uh, proceeded to tell us that they were part of a group called Performers in Disguise, where they hide in parties and proceed to come out and do musical numbers. So um, that happened, and we're going to go get very drunk now. Um, love the show. Thank you very much. Bye. I think I know what happened here. <laughs> a lot of people would say this is inexplicable. Mm-hmm. Why would this terrible, terrible, terrible improv everywhere uh, ripoff be taking place at this office Christmas party? Mm -hmm. I don't think they're really members of performers in disguise, okay? I think what happened is somebody paid up front for strippers, then realized that wasn't appropriate for an office Christmas party, and said, can you work up an act? That's... That's what you think? So, yeah, these strippers because just... Because I think something is happening. What? I think something's going on. Oh, I think you guys are in for a treat. You got a show and it's happening in song. That's right. I'm actually one of those people. What? Yeah. You, and you were pretending to be yeah, a comedian yeah, I know, for time. years. These yeah, past 30 years or yeah, so. Uh -huh. I was deep undercover what? for this moment. You've been pretending yeah. at first to be a, an elementary school child who sure. was 
aspired to mm-hmm. comedy, yeah. preschooler yeah, who aspired yeah, yeah, to comedy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. A, a comedy fan mm-hmm. who loved to watch Steve Martin movies sure. or whatever. Yeah, I was influenced. There's I pretended somebody to who be. pretended to be seeing for the mm-hmm. first time Wet Hot American Summer yep. or Mr. Show, mm-hmm. I presume. So, sure, all of those, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Then later went mm-hmm. on to a, a, a career as an actor and stand-up mm-hmm. comic, yep. became a television mm-hmm. writer. Yep. James Corden is going to be crushed. Oh, God, yeah. No, I mean, I got to put in my two weeks notice because now I've uh, I'm, I've I've done this, yeah. but uh, but I bet you have something that you want for Christmas. Tell Santa what it is, and he'll give it to you, kids. I bet you have something that you need for Christmas. Just make yourself a wish and put it in a dish with cookies. Whoa. Where's that grease meddling? I was promised <laughs> oh, a um, grease meddling uh, by the woman on the uh, phone. Uh, this car is automatic. It's systematic. It's hydromatic. Why this car is a Tercel. Seasons of <laughs> love. Okay, let's take our next call. Hi, this is Robin in Toronto. Um, I'm calling with a momentous occasion. I, so when, about like six years ago, I guess, I sort of ran away from home and I like wasn't talking to my mom for years and we talking this summer. I like reached out to her and we've been talking a little bit and I just bought her a Christmas present for the first time since I lived with her. Um and I don't really know what I'm doing and she I don't know. It's still all of the problems that she had when I left, but I'm a grown up now and I'm trying to make friends or whatever. Um like be in each other's lives. That's all. That's my thing. Have a great day. Bye. Eliza, I cannot wait to hear this song. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, so that sounds important. Uh, No. Uh, (laughs) I I tell you what. That mom is really going to love that Starbucks card. (laughs) (laughs) Man, this is really heartwarming to me. Yeah. One of the best parts, and I mean this sincerely, Mm because I know like a lot of Hold on, hold on. I feel something coming on. Let me turn my chair backwards. I got some straight talk for teens. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know that a lot of teens listen to this show, okay? One of the best parts about being an adult, and a lot of young adults listen to this show, mm-hmm. too, is that there comes a point when you realize, for me, it was around age 33, <laughs> that you are a grown-up now, so you can both make your own choices and love your parents. Like, you're not responsible for your parents. If they do something shitty, you can be like, I think that's shitty. That's fine. You don't have to invite them over. You have no further obligations to them because you are now a fully formed adult. And it's okay to have all of those things and also be like, I love my parents. They're my parents. Yeah, and you can also uh, like mourn the loss of the parents that you wished that you had had. Yeah. And build the the whatever support maybe because some people don't aren't don't have great parents. Right. I don't and uh, they don't get the support from them that they specifically need or whatever it is that they don't need. You can build that in other ways with other friends with your community, and then yeah, become friends with your parents and yeah. f- and realize okay, well they weren't this other thing that I had kind of hoped that they were, but they're this thing and they're this this is what I've got. So let's see what this is. Let's you, see what the what the good parts of this is. Yeah, definitely like. Nothing, nothing is more of a 
a like conversational uh, to me than like talking to someone in their 30s who still rails about their parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if you had terrible, I mean, some people had terrible ones who deserve to be railed against. But uh, but yeah, definitely, uh, definitely, uh, you know, take them or leave them at yeah. some point. Yeah. Yeah. But not just take them or leave them, but just know that uh, they're not parenting you anymore. Yeah. No. You, yeah. You're not they're responsible your for you're not <laughs> responsible for their behavior. They're not responsible. <clears throat> like you don't have to do special things to you mm-hmm. for them because they're your parents anymore. And they're not your source you of financial any, support, yeah. emotional support, or anything. They're, yeah, they're you're a grown up now. It's they're okay. just a person. You yeah, can visit them and stay in a hotel. Ugh. Yeah, you can visit them and stay in a fucking hotel. Even yeah. if they tell you that you can't. Yeah. You can. You yeah. totally can. Yeah. Say you have a disease. You don't that have prevents to say anything. You, you could say, "No, oh, that's what I'm, I'm going to do." In a hotel. Sure. I'm getting a hotel. Yeah. I sure do love you. Mm-hmm. If something momentous happens to you, like you I run away love from home, the Double Tree. <laughs> yeah. I love you, and also the beautiful rooms at mm-hmm. the Double Tree. I like to. T- I also like to offer this to our caller. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting us be a sort of surrogate mother to you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we hear a lot from folks like you who say, I've run away from home. I've been through terrible things. And the only thing that kept me going was your wisdom, you know, to a lesser extent. Are they calling the show on purpose? Your good looks. Oh, okay. But your wisdom. No, I don't hear. They don't necessarily call the show. I hear from them. Oh. It feels like that's a call for Baron and Billy, maybe. <laughs> Baron and Billy, stop. <laughs> yeah. Their show. Oh, God. It really is like having a parent. But through a podcast, mm, you know? Yeah. I feel like you just get so much, so much warmth and wisdom. Anyway, I just want to say <laughs> on behalf of myself, Jordan, mm-hmm. our producer, Brian Fernandez, our guest, Eliza Skinner, and all our future and past guests, uh, I just want to say to all you runaways out there, mm. you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now it's getting creepy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no aways like runaways. <laughs> okay, it's really getting be uncomfortable. Be a lady tonight. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Liza Skinner, whisper of the wilderness. Now, Jordan, I happen to have. Here on my lap, a beautiful box that my friend Jordan brought here for me. Thought it'd be a fun, it's a Christmas gift. And yeah, I say Christmas. Uh huh. Well, you're a courageous guy. Yeah. Well, you're saying it to someone specific also. I'm glad someone's just finally standing up to the Jews. (laughs) Oh, you mean the space people? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got it. I'm doing that. (laughs) I was thinking it'd be funny to say. Well, now that we've got the Christ back in Christmas, let's put the Isthmus back in Christmas. <laughs> I was, you know, the land I got bridge. you something Panamanian. <laughs> the land bridge that connects to across. Anyway, I always thought that the whole Happy Holidays thing was supposed to be for when you're addressing a large group and you don't know who yeah. they are. And so, if you say Happy Merry Christmas to them, then you're assuming that this whole group is all Christians, and you're you're negating all the people who may not be. Yeah. I mean, so that, in that sense, Happy Holidays. Yeah. That seems, but when you're saying it to a specific person, you could be people. Sure. You could be one-on-one. You can make a choice. It's almost like that is a dumb argument. <laughs> to be having and getting mad about it yeah. is dumb. Well, 
I try and save my energy to standing up against political correctness. Oh, sure. Gosh. All those PC Nazis out there. Hey, you got a lot of it, too. Hey, mm-hmm. word police, get on my face, okay? <laughs> yeah. And don't tell me happy holidays. Say Merry Christmas. You're raw. <laughs> also, you're raw. You're unfiltered. Just while we're on the topic of yeah. word policing. But tonight. also say a very specific thing that I want you to say. Yeah. Um, it's a beautiful. This is beautifully... It's sort of indifferently wrapped. Um, yeah, I uh, did. A, it was. It was. It was a quick wrap job. I. I oh, a quick wrap job. What do you whoa. mean by that? Do you mean that is faster than it makes to hat? Uh, that was too quick. That, yeah, that, that didn't was, even yeah, make that sense. That is the. This is yeah. the gift wrapping slower than it makes. <laughs> this yeah. is the gift wrapping equivalent of that song. You know what? There is a it, like it's fine. It's fine. I work. It's fine. <laughs> I worked at Borders Books and Music mm. in downtown Washington, D.C. for the a time. The Borders Books and Music in downtown Washington, D.C.? Yeah, well. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The flagship the, Borders? The wow. one where we found George F. Wells Newsweek that wow. one time. Oh, boy. Yeah, in the cafe. The one that Rick Santorum himself visits? Uh, we had to recommend something personally. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like to we each had customer that came in? To each person that c- came in. And, and when you were working the checkout, that meant that everyone, while you, you had to recommend something... But you were allowed to to mention that you had free gift wrapping. So you would mm. end up wrapping a lot of gifts because every single person you're saying, oh, would you like any of this gift wrapped? We offer free gift wrapping. And I resolved to become a good gift wrapper. I was like, I'm going to get this right. Mm. Anyway, I failed. And I'm still horrible at it. <laughs> That's charming after this long, though. Halfway into wrapping a gift, I'm like, oh, fuck it. I just want to put some packing tape around the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Side note. Yeah. If free gift wrapping is offered, I always take them up on it. Yeah. And I love a card that's addressed to me from, I don't know, Bon Jovi. Yeah. Mm. Whoever I would like to be <laughs> sending me a gift that says, hey, you're doing a great job, Eliza. And then I take it home and I unwrap it. And it's there. fun for me. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead and open yeah, okay, this. Yeah, okay. So I should say this is, for, this is for specifically the cabin. Oh, great. This is keeping in mind that you have a standard definition TV. With which you can use to entertain yourself. <gasps> wow! It's a Sega Genesis machine. It's a Sega Genesis-like a, machine. It's a Genesis console. It comes with eighty preloaded games, wow. but also in the top, you can put in old Genesis games. Oh wow! So I thought this might be fun because the, uh, you know, because you uh, uh, Jesse has a, a VCR at the cabin. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were offering him their VHS collections, which he turned down, but maybe you could take some people up on their old Genesis collections. Oh, like Guys, the band? Yeah. That, yes. This has, Phil Collins' Genesis only. This has built into it Sonic 3D Blast, Sonic & Knuckles, Sonic Spinball, but even better than that, Curling 2010, mm-hmm. Meatloaf Rotation, <laughs> Mega Brain Switch, <laughs> Snake, Skeleton Scale, and... Guys, I know what you're about to ask me. There's one title that's on the tip of everyone's sure. tongues. When you think Genesis. Yes. It does have plumbing contests. Yes. I mean, I, you know, the, that, the little NES is such a hot... Wait, get- yawning Triceratops? <laughs> How is it possible that there was a better punchline waiting for me than plumbing contests? <laughs> Uh, I know that the that little the pocket NES was kind of the hot gift this year. Yeah, and I thought about getting it. Yeah, but I think that this one just does what Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Jordan. Merry Christmas to me. 
I may, you know, I may install it here at the office. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Your call. See, see what our colleague Christian Duenas can do. It's going to be tough getting work done. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to need Bulls versus Blazers in the NBA playoffs. So if you're out there and you got that dusting up, send it in. Uh, Eliza Skinner, what a joy it's been to have you on the program. Thank you. Likewise. Uh, you're a great on Twitter. You're at Eliza Skinner. That's me. You're also a podcaster as well. Yes. I have a podcast called Angry Little Goats with Will Weldon. What happens on Angry Little Goats? We talk about news of the week, you yeah. know, and we, we banter. It's just a couple of pals hanging out mostly. Yeah. Sounds like a ton of fun. Yeah. You know. That sounded more sarcastic than I intended it to sound. I took it mm-hmm. as sincere. Hmm. Oh, I intended it to be extremely sarcastic. Okay. Not... Yeah, that one sounded very sarcastic. No, I don't know. I have to say angry. It's a great joke. Well, I just kind of one of the funniest people around. Oh, thanks. Come on, give me a break. Yeah. James Corden don't hire no chumps. No. Oh, actually, he has a couple times, but that was on purpose. Yeah. We, we, have, we have a chump position a di- on staff. It's a diversity Yeah, yeah, thing, exactly. You know, there's a yeah. fellowship. We got to hire a couple of ding dongs, a couple of doinks, <laughs> a couple of bozos. Yep, and one chump. <laughs> I think good news is, is that a lot of times it's like an executive's nephew. Yeah, sure. Like if you're, if you're having a hard time rounding up a good doink, there's someone's <clears throat> always got one in the family. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Eliza Skinner, thank you so much for joining us on Jordan Jesse. Go. Thank you for having me. We are going to be at San Francisco Sketchfest in January. Yes. Ooh. That is going to be a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to sfsketchfest.com or maximumfun.org and get your tickets now because it's not just going to be us. We got Travis McElroy with us. Yeah. And more TBA. Sure. Sunny D, Brian Fernandez over there on the boards. Thank you, Brian. You can hashtag it JJGo on Twitter. Go to maximumfun.reddit.com to discuss it on Reddit. And like us on Facebook. I am at Jesse Thorne. Jordan is at Jordan underscore Morris. A lot of fun to be had there on Twitter. Um, and a little bit of just kind of, we, we try and address who is and isn't a cuck or a cuckservative. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and a libtard. Yeah, well, we get into that a little we're bit. we're supposed to call them libtistic now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, got it. I, uh. Thank, hey, thank you to all the PC word police out there. Yeah. Keeping me yeah. honest. Like you, Eliza. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.